Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. Today is Wednesday, January 11th. It is six minutes after 10, and this is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Chris Ballard now embarking on his seventh offseason as the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts. One of the first big steps in that process came yesterday when he held his season-ending press conference. It lasted about 45 minutes, and in his opening statement, he said, I failed. <laughs> now, okay, so... Here's the thing. I don't know which made me want to throw up more, and it was on the same day, having to listen to that Chris Ballard press conference <laughs> or Eric Holcomb's State of the State. And you know, when I get a little unhinged about things, we've got to bring in voices of reason. And mm-hmm. so the voice of reason that's going to try to walk me off a ledge today, you know him. He is an Indianapolis legend, one half yeah. of the Kevin and Query show, which you can hear uh, weekdays, 7 to 10 a.m. on 1075 93.5, The Fan, The Great Jay Query. Am I being unreasonable to say that I was totally disgusted with that press conference yesterday? Uh, well, I think you're unreasonable by general rule, but <laughs> no, um, I think that's fair, Robin. I'll tell you why. Chris Ballard is, if there's one thing about him that I'll give him credit for, I mean, there are probably a lot of areas you could, I guess, but you know, he's very transparent. And one of the most transparent things he has said is when he said, I failed. And he, he has it to this point. Um, I think that Ballard had kind of a PR problem in the fact that I think fans were getting turned off by kind of the I'm the smartest guy in the room aura Mm -hmm. all the time. So for him to, I think he knew that he had to show some humility and he did that. But part of the reality of professional sports is humility is great, but you still have to have results and they have not had results and he knows that. So there's a lot of pressure on him here and a lot of that pressure comes from the fact that uh, the quarterback position is not only in the NFL the most important position, it might be the most important position in professional sports. And now he is in a situation where he's been kind of painted into a corner where he's going to have to get a quarterback that's going to be here for more than a year. You guys were talking about this this morning on The Fan, and I think it was you who said, I mean, the the, the obsession with not drafting a quarterback And he said it yesterday where it's like he acknowledges I'm going to have to do it or I'll be run out of this town. Like they will throw me on a rail car and run me out of this town. But he doesn't want to do it even now. Right. I I think this is what it comes down to, guys, is, you know, I likened it to when I was in college and they kept saying to me, like, look, you're going to have to take algebra. And I knew that I had to take it, (laughs) but I never got out of the university division because I kept staving algebra because I knew that that was going to be my biggest challenge and I couldn't grasp it. And I think that he knew as a general manager that once you draft a quarterback, the clock starts on you. That's truly the measure of a general manager is how are they building a team around a quarterback that they selected? And he was able to, via free agency, just continue to do one-year Band-Aids. And then that has failed to the point now where I think the owner, in particular Jim Mersey, has said, look – you have to draft a quarterback, and he knows that truly is where the clock starts on a GM, and you either sink 
or swim with that player, and you got to get the the pick right, and I think that's why he staved it. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and Jake Query from The Fan is joining us. We're talking about Chris Ballard and his press conference he had yesterday. He said, looking back on it, when you're changing quarterbacks every year, it's tough. It's tough on everybody. It's tough on the team. So who is the Colts' starting quarterback next year, and who should it be? Great question. I think the answer probably is the same in the fact that it's going to be someone that they draft. Uh, and Matt Ryan is still under contract, and he he kind of tipped his hand that he would be open to Matt Ryan coming back. But it just it doesn't do you any good, Casey, at that point because you know he's going to be here one year, mm-hmm. and at some point you've got to start organically growing the plant, right? Like you've got to plant the seed, you've got to water it, you've got to cultivate it. So the problem I had with his comment there about, hey, it's too challenging when you go, well, that wasn't a problem I created. It right. wasn't a problem Jim Mercer mm-hmm. created. That was, Chris Ballard was the one that kept going back to that. So don't don't tell me about a problem when in actuality you are the one that went that route, not one, not two, but three years in a row. Why does he keep getting so many chances? Like in our business, if, we, if our ratings or your ratings were as poor as his performance has been year in and year out, we would have been out of here a long time ago. But yet this dude, it seems like no matter how bad they do, he just keeps coming back. It, it is my belief, Rob, and I'll try to do it concise because I know you're up against it, but it is my belief that Jim Mersey who at one time was the general manager many years ago and didn't have a lot of success and obviously is the owner of the franchise. The best success that this franchise had was when Bill Pullian was running it and had complete autonomy and became almost synonymous with the franchise. I believe that Jim Mercer since then has desired to get back to his own second opportunity to show that he has football acumen. And the best way to do that is to have young guys in that position that have to kind of defer to him. That never works, does call it? call him that Mr. Ursay. That never works. I, Jerry Jones tried that for, it still is trying it. Look, Mike McCarthy's his coach. It never works. It's good to be the guy signing the paycheck. Hey, right? before I let you go, I have a really great idea that I've put out there. And I want you to, because you are Mr. Indiana Sports. Okay. You can, you can reject this. You can say this, Rob, this is the greatest idea ever. I think we all know the coach is not the problem here. I think we, many of us believe the top guy, that being the owner is the problem so here's the theory we pick a random season ticket holder okay (laughs) the people who are in we draw a name it could be Susie jones it could be sam davis it could be whoever and if that coach can do better then four, twelve, and one. Ursay's got to sell the team. What do you think? Uh, I like the idea. Zero chance in the hell that he goes for that. I like the idea. That, hey, let me tell you. When his dad was running it, when Bob Ursay was running it, they basically had fans calling plays from the press. It's like, who wants to call the next play? That's basically how they did it. And Jim Ursay's tried hard not to become his dad. Uh, Jake Query, one of the great broadcasters, certainly sports minds here in Central Indiana. Uh, 107.5, 93.5, the fan. Kevin and Query weekdays. Thank you, my friend. All right, guys. Always a pleasure. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Oh, and I'm the type of guy who will never settle down. Good morning. It is 16 minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. The White House announced this morning that President Biden has been briefed on the massive FAA outage. 
White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre tweeted early this morning and said there is no evidence of a cyber attack at this point, but the president did direct the Department of Transportation to conduct a full investigation into the causes, and the FAA would be providing regular updates. They are now back online. Apparently, there was a system failure that prompted all of these flight delays and cancellations, which affected all domestic departures. They were all grounded until 9 a.m., but they are slowly back in the air. Jim Banks tweeted out early this morning, this is what happens when your transportation secretary's only qualification is, I love trains. <laughs> um, well, he's right on that in the sense that Buttigieg is a complete and utter buffoon, totally unqualified for this position. He's shown it time and time and time and time again on a bevy of different issues. Here is what I would like to reinforce to people, though, Casey. And as you know, one of my least favorite things to do on this radio show or this radio station with that is heard from Illinois to Ohio and all points in between is to have to tell the people how right I am on something, but you know how you don't get your flight delayed because you can't take off because of a system glitch? You don't fly. <laughs> yeah. You know who's not going to have that problem? You. Me. Yeah, I know. I, I have never once uh, not been able to travel on the roadways mm -hmm. because of a system glitch, because of a system outage. I have had my car not start, mm -hmm. or I've had an issue with my car in which I just slowly pulled over to the nearest applicable exit and called a local provider who might be able to assist me in that manner. But I don't have any, any of these problems because I don't get in the air, which is why I told my wife when we got married and we went to Las Vegas, make it count because that's it for a while. You go. I told her, we'll go wherever you want to go inside the continental United States, mm -hmm. but you better make it count. Mm -hmm. More than 21,000 flights were scheduled to take off this morning, mostly domestic trips and almost about 2,000 international flights. But the skies were very clear early this morning. It was weird. I was listening, uh, obviously coming in and, and it was such a big story that even uh, Jake and, and Kevin over on the fan were doing regular updates updates mm -hmm. on it. And it was so weird because I, I the way I come to, to work from the west side, mm -hmm. you go right past the airport. And normally in the morning, you will obviously see a great, you know, crisscross of people coming and going. Sure. But it was very weird that entire time to not see any planes taking off, only planes because planes were still allowed to land. Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey at 93 WIBC at 18 minutes after 10. And Carmel Republicans selected Teresa Ayers yesterday evening to fill the remainder of the formal councilman Bruce Kimball's term. Okay, so this is just the most dirty, awful thing, and it is the most Indiana Republican thing, and it is the most party insider thing. So first of all, let's talk about Bruce Campbell. Now, Bruce Campbell tragically passed away, mm -hmm. and he, I think he had, I don't know, I think it was cancer or something of that nature, and, and that's sad. He had been involved for a long time. A lot of people knew him and liked him. Bruce Campbell and his family did not do the city of Carmel, though, any favors. If you will recall, he did not come to a meeting for, I believe, multiple years, like Nobody had really seen him, mm -hmm. heard from him. He was other than like immediate people. There was no clear indication from his family how he was doing, and he kept getting a check. Right. And I don't know if that ultimately, because I don't know what condition he was in on him or on his family. Whoever was doing that did a gigantic disservice to the people of Carmel because those people basically went. Not basically, they did because the way Carmel's government is set up. I think you got to live in a certain area. Those people basically had no representation for 
years mm -hmm. and that and that and that's not right okay so all that aside he finally passes away the seat is open in Indiana, if a local government seat is open, other than school board, because, of course, they've written very special rules for school board where the school board itself gets to pick the replacement because, well, we have nonpartisan school board races. So think about that. The school board itself gets to pick the replacement. Talk about insider baseball. Really glad we're focused on the state sandwich rather than fixing that. <laughs> that aside, every other office, if someone dies, retires, resigns, whatever, the uh, precinct committeemen of that office party mm -hmm. in that area. So if you're, in this case, Carmel City Council member was a Republican, then the Republican precinct committeemen, the people who run the local elections, who live in that area, get together and vote. So basically what you've got in this case was nine people mm -hmm. get to select the person who will represent tens of thousands of people in a city like Carmel. One of the nine people, wait for it, her dad. Yes. So this woman, Teresa Ayers, is, was, is the vice chair of the Hamilton County Republican Party mm -hmm. and on the board of the Carmel Clay Republican Club, according to IndyStar. Her dad mm -hmm. was a former Hamilton County counselor. So in this group of nine people mm -hmm. who are voting for tens of thousands of people, two of the people, she only has to get five votes, two of the people were her and her dad. And her dad. Yeah. <laughs> she won on the first ballot. And uh, no kidding. <laughs> I was going to use another word other than kidding, Casey. And so when you think about that, what a rigged system in which this person who is already an ultimate party insider, very high ranking, now has the party insiders decide whether she's going to get all this power and the sweet check and everything else that comes with being a council member. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you your government. And I want to mention this because I know it'll drive them crazy. This is very similar to what happened to me in Brownsburg and the people of Brownsburg in which clueless Chris Worley was fired by the voters for being a very terrible councilman. The councilman who beat him had to resign and moved, so he didn't live in the area anymore, and so he moved, so he had to quit. And then those same party insiders put this clueless Chris Worley guy back in who had just been fired by the voters, and what's one of the first things he did? Gave himself a $5,000 raise. raise. This is why I hate all you people. This is why I want no part of you people, because this is the crap that keeps going on. You are a grown-ass person, and you are still needing your powerful daddy to push you across the finish line. You should be ashamed. She said that she looks forward to growing the city, and she thanked everybody for support and said, we're going to work together. <laughs> 22 minutes after 10. And my 10. dad is going to ensure it makes that happen. Yeah. It's 22 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Can we talk about Elon Musk Sure, quickly? absolutely. Because it wouldn't be a morning without talking about Elon Musk. He set the world record for losing the most personal wealth. This is now in the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> he lost approximately $182 billion since November of last year. How much? $182 billion. That's with a B. Billion. And you know what it is? He doesn't care. No. Does not care care. I, do you remember it was like from Vine or old video. There was a honey Vine? What is this? 2012? Yeah, yeah. There's this old video from Honey Badger. Honey Badger doesn't care. Who? Honey Badger doesn't care and that's Elon Musk. He does not care. Okay. Casey, Kevin, I'm going to bring you both in on this. I guess you're always in on this, Casey. Kevin, I'm going to bring you in on this and you can both answer. 
if I told you you were going to lose $182, <laughs> how much would you care? If I said, Kevin, you are going to lose $182 and it's just going to disappear, how upset would you be about it? I would be pretty upset. Yeah. 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 Would you too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and obviously, we know how I am with money. Right. I would be inconsolable for about three weeks. But this guy, it's $182 billion, mm-hmm. which is probably like 182 to us. And he don't care. He doesn't care. He remains the world's second richest person. <laughs> Tesla is still the world's most valuable car company with a market cap of more than $100 billion, larger than Toyota. But like you mentioned, if I were to lose $200, I'd be upset. Now, wait, wait, wait a second. You're telling me, so even though he's lost $182 billion. He's still the world's second richest guy. That's unbelievable and he likes to press the button doesn't he yeah. let's just see what happens yeah i like it all these uh, these other guys are into it you know you've got the bezos and mm-hmm. um the other bill gates yeah they're they're in it for the money yeah oh yeah power yeah right oh yeah elon musk he's in it because of the curiosity what happens if i do this by the way i would like to update everybody on a story that we have periodically been informing of our audience. Now, I did not check this morning, Mm -hmm. but as of yesterday, the penny was still still on the parking spot. So for those of you who have not heard the story, I don't know, maybe in December, I park in the same parking spot every day, far away from all the other cars, because we had an issue for a while in this parking garage where people were like breaking into cars. And so I said, I am going to rectify this and park as far away from everyone as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. And in early, I guess it was early December, I noticed there was a penny mm-hmm. on this parking spot. And I asked Casey and Kevin, should I pick it up? Because I am I would normally, as a younger man, have done this, but now with the fentanyl and the everything else, I'm very worried about, look, if I'm going to lose my life, it's going to be for a $100 bill. I'm not going down for a penny. <laughs> and ultimately, we decided I was just going to leave it there. See how long it and stays. And see how long it stays. Now, yeah. I will tell you, it has basically been embedded, it appears, into the concrete. Yeah. If you did not know it was a penny, you would you would not recognize it as a penny, but it, as of yesterday, was still there over a month and a half later. Was that penny heads up? No, it was, ta- it was tails up. Oh, you definitely don't touch it. Yeah, well, that's why I think we had talked about that. At yeah. least I recall it being uh, tails up. I can no longer verify it was tails up because it is mashed <laughs> into the concrete. But uh, I'm going to see if we can make it you a year what? with this penny. You know what? Knowing your luck, this is one of these rare copper <laughs> pennies that is worth thousands of dollars. I'm just letting it sit there. Right, and it's just sitting there. All right, we've got your phone calls up next. 317-684-8444. Voicemails coming up from 93 WI. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. There was not much more for us to talk about. Whatever we had once was gone. I'm assuming we're going to be talking about this guy yeah. with the phone calls. Uh, just let it go for a second. It's fine. People will appreciate it. All right, it's fine. You can go ahead now. 317-684-8444. That's the phone number. I have been pounding on Kevin about mm-hmm. the brilliance of the song Taxi by Harry Chapin. <laughs> you walked up and just quoted it to him this morning. Well, I've been trying, you know, because Kevin and I have kind of been doing a little back and forth, sending each other music and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, yesterday I sent that to him and I just said, lyrically, mm-hmm. one of the five greatest songs ever written 
absolutely no doubt. Harry Chapin, one of the all-time underrated performers in music history. And I asked you, I said, of your 9,000 radio stations you used to program, (laughs) surely you had one (laughs) as a brilliant radio mind that Mm -hmm. that played the song Taxi and you were like, no. Well, I thought about it and you know what? There was an over easy program on 94.7 WCSX, the classic rock station in Detroit that would play that. But the the other stations I worked at, Rob, were all contemporary. Top 40 and country. Well, but that was that was a top forty hit in the seventies. Yes. Oh, you mean like current top forties? Oh, okay. I was, you know, because classic hits Mm -hmm. that that would qualify as a classic hit. Yeah, but classic no classic hits are going to play stuff with more tempo than that. No kidding. Yeah. Huh. That's wild. Well, anyway, I'm really (laughs) moving Kevin towards uh, learning more about Harry Chapin. All right. Uh, Phone calls. Um, Let's start with somebody who was very upset about the property taxes. Okay. Hi, this is Judy. I listen to your show because I hate Rob, and I love to hear him make fun of himself. But the reason I'm calling is I've called my legislator four or five times now at the state level about property taxes, and I'm just more than irate that nothing's being done about it. Thank you. Hmm. You know, we laid it out early in the program today. Holcomb announced at the State of the State last night that he's going to spend an additional $5.5 billion. Mm-hmm. I believe on top of that, they'll have a $2.3 billion surplus. Yep. And so I'm about a product of the public school system. That comes out to like $7.8 billion to me laying around, and they're choosing not to help you. And it's expected to grow by 3% every year. So th- there is plenty of money. If you can lose $21,000 worth of laptops and nobody bats an eye and there's no repercussion for it, you can find money to help the folks. This is the this is the what we keep trying to ingrain into into you the audience is that these Republicans can help you. There is money, there is resources. They have the ability to to write it so that even because their excuse now is well what about the local governments well first of all there's tons of waste in local government you could pull out 30 percent of every local government budget for the most part and they wouldn't know it's missing there is plenty of money there but let's operate from the standpoint there's not there is plenty of money at the state level 7.8 billion according to holcomb in new money yeah and they could totally offset all of that. You could never have to make a single cut to local governments. They don't want to help you because having control over your home is having control over you. Mm-hmm. The government always has a lien on your home as long as there are property taxes. And the more outrageous the property tax is, one, it enables them to grow government even more, which is what they want to do because the Indiana Republicans are the party of legalized vote buying, but it also gives them more control over you because you are more beholden to them. Later in the show, we're going to talk with Donald Rainwater and he actually has a couple ideas. It's great ideas. An idea. Somebody had maybe an awful idea, maybe an excellent idea, but at least it's an idea on how to help with property taxes. And and again, we go back to that message I got from that state rep earlier who Mm -hmm. was livid over my criticism of them naming a state sandwich. Mm -hmm. 
He's not livid over the property taxes. He's not. Now, he professed to be livid after I told him I was going to make him very famous <laughs> and then wanted to meet and everything else. I'm going to give him that opportunity before we expose what a moron that guy is and see. I'm going to tell him, OK, you if you profess these things then say them publicly, because saying them to me in a direct message inbox doesn't do anyone any good. There's always supposedly all this outrage and the system's bad and the system's unfair and this and that. Well, you know what? All those Republicans were in a room together last night, and they just clapped like seals, for the most part, for Eric Holcomb. So they're not serious about helping you. And the fact that they're this outraged that we exist, I mean, that's what they're outraged about. These reps, these senators, the governor, because I know what his opinion of me is, too, feelings mutual, pal. They're outraged that we exist, that we breathe air, and that we have a forum. We're the one people who use it with a forum to tell society what these people are and what they're doing. So that woman mentioned that she called her rep, and a while back I had put up an article on WIBC.com on how to get a hold of your state legislator. Yes! How to write them a letter, how to contact them. I think I'm going to repost that today when we get off the air. So if you want to get in on this discussion, you'll be able to easily find that online at WIBC. So look for that. Uh, We've uh, got uh, another Another call? Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to play this phone call, not because of the content, but because of if you just hear the disdain slash rage in this woman's voice that we did not do as she wanted. Mm -hmm. So it's not really that it's short, mm -hmm. but just listen to how upset this woman is with the radio show that we didn't do things the right way. I don't know why you're ignoring the fact that Biden's trip to Mexico City with special envoy with John Kerry to discuss climate. He's not talking about the border. They're talking about the climate. Can we just play the very first part and just to hear the this the disdain slash rage in this woman's voice? I don't know why you're ignoring the fact that Biden's <laughs> right there. I don't know why you're ignoring. Like, because we didn't do the radio show exactly the way this lady wanted. She's very angry at us. Mm -hmm. Sorry, ma'am. We have three hours a day. We have a bevy of topics. Look, these morons down the street from us at 200 West Washington keep doing stuff to screw us over. If they weren't doing that, maybe we'd have more time to do a deeper dive into whatever's going down in Mexico. Sorry we mentioned it and didn't mention it to your liking. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll mention it right now. President Biden was meeting with the Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau and also Mexico's president, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, and they downplayed some of the frustrations that the three of them all have with one another. Oh. This isn't like they're not holding hands singing Kumbaya, although they look like it in the pictures. But yes, they were discussing one of the things, one of the agenda items was climate change and how they can install electric vehicle chargers along international borders to, quote, ensure a seamless EV charging transition from country to country. So, yes, she She's upset about this. Totally agree. Uh, let's talk about the border and immigration and the patterns of migration. But they're spending time talking about how they're going to put EV charging stations so that you can drive your electric car from country to country. Yeah, but that was really disrespectful of her because let's face it, we do more for society in three hours than most people do in an entire year. They also talked about how you can best electrify and decarbonize public buses. This is three, three liters of North America talking about how we're going to decarbonize buses. Lady, we do our best. We can't be all things to all people. We try <laughs> our hardest. Uh, we get criticized sometimes that I'm too negative, that uh, I'm not positive enough. Uh, so I want to close on a really positive, uplifting phone call that okay. every person should take this caller's advice. 
Robin Casey, uh, Rob, in particular, I wanted to talk to you. Um, obviously, you know some Harry Chapin songs. Don't know if you're aware, there is it, it, the best album he's ever done is Harry Chapin, Greatest Stories Live. And WOLD is on it. Um, one of my all-time favorites, 30,000 Pounds of Banana is on it. One that if you don't know uh, um, all his albums, you probably don't know it. Mr. Tanner, great song. Um, I encourage you to listen to the whole album. Uh, there are some songs that are, are uh, okay. I, I guess three or four that, you know, if they weren't on the album, it wouldn't bother me. But almost all of the others are just solid gold, very enjoyable to listen to, and they're great stories. Uh, so give it a listen if you're not familiar with it, or, or uh, let Casey have a listen to it, and uh, I'm curious to know what you think. We all need the enthusiasm for local government that that man has for Harry Chapin. Harry Chapin. Did you say you watched a docu- documentary about him? Yes, I told you that I had... When, uh, it, when I, in doubt, do something? Yes, I, when okay. I, 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 of course, have no idea about technology, and it turns out I have this thing called Amazon Prime. My, my wife has this thing called Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and I had no idea what it was or how it worked, and so she set it up for me and showed me how to use it. And there's all sorts of great documentaries on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. including a lot of music documentaries, mm-hmm. and one was on Harry Chapin, and it was fabulous. A lot of concert footage uh, in there. Stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, the inter- the, much of his band is still alive. They were interviewing them. It's really great, and I just wanted to share that enthusiasm, especially to young Mr. Kevin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a question. Yes. So did Harry Chapin come from a troubled background because a lot of his songs are kind of sad uh he came his brothers and he and his brothers were in a band together they were very successful he was considered the least valuable member of the band and so they basically booted him out of the band (laughs) and he said i'll show you cats in the cradle here i come Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right we've got uh, hammer joining us next it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning, it is 1048. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and Hammer joins us in the studio. You is guys- there is there anything better when you were a kid than that song hitting and you watching Hulk Hogan come down, point that big finger, <laughs> hang it onto the rope at some guy, get in the ring, and rip that t-shirt and start cupping his ear? Was there? You we're close enough in age that that uh, that I can ask you this question. That was pretty magical when the Hulkster came out and it was Hulkamania. It was fun. Now, Casey, did you ever get into the, the wrestling back in the day? Hulk Hogan and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Great. That's awesome. Because mm-hmm. Rob and I can go down a rabbit hole that Rowdy Roddy Piper yeah. and Bobby Heenan, yeah. Indianapolis product, yeah. Bobby Heenan. Indiana's favorite Bobby. Who used to be a fill-in radio host with Dave the King Wilson on this radio station. Can you believe, and we have we have gone over and over and over in this on this with management, there are no audio clips of Bobby Heenan guest hosting the afternoon show on WIBC. How is that possible? We have audio from everything. We have news reports from 87 years ago, and we don't have Bobby Heenan with Dave Wilson. That needs to happen, man. Like, I would be open to just giving up our afternoon time slot for a day. All right, instead of hammering Nigel for three to seven, we're going to play the best of Bobby Heenan when he filled in here at WIBC. Yeah. Uh, But 
going back to our point, Bobby mm-hmm. Heenan and Rowdy Roddy Piper, the greatest showman yes. in the history of WWF, yes. now WWE. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite Roddy Piper line was he was fighting some guy and he said he was going to take his integrity. And Roddy P- Piper <laughs> said, that's like Jacques Cousteau trying to find a dry spot in the ocean. I don't got no damn integrity. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm assuming that we came in with the Hulkamania music and we're talking about wrestling because there was a report last night Mm -hmm. that broke out from a lot of blue checkmark people, and I think these are the blue checkmarks that had it before you could buy it, Right. um, that were talking about how Vince McMahon has a deal in place to sell Mm -hmm. the WWE to this big company in Saudi Arabia. Yes, the same people, I think, who own the golf thing. I think it's the same people. And, like, this happened, this report broke, hours after it was determined he had basically, if you read through it, had fired his daughter as the head of the company. Which is crazy. Like, could Rob, you're about to be a parent here. Casey, you're Mm -hmm. a parent like I am. Could you ever see a situation where you screw over your kid and you fire them? No. (laughs) Absolutely not. No, I mean, I would, you know. So for those of you who haven't been aware, and we talked about this before, Vince McMahon, who was the owner, founder, whatever, of WWE, was bounced out because of alleged sexual improprieties and hush money payments. So it was kind of like what happened to Papa John's. Yes. Papa John was still the guy that owned it, but the board said, hey, you're bad press right right now, and the board voted him out. And Vince was out for about six months and then just woke up one day, as I had predicted he would, and said, you are not pushing me out of this company. I founded this thing. It will go when I say it goes. And basically said he's coming back. And so the the sale, the stock skyrocketed because he tried to guise it like, I am coming back to negotiate television rights and a potential sale of the company. Well, the s- stock skyrocketed. I said, you people better hold on here because Vince McMahon don't care about nobody but Vince McMahon. And there's a good chance he's coming back to run his company again. And I'll be darn hammer. It kind of looks like that's what it was. He fired his own kid, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, this was a hostile takeover, and hostile's the key word, because you fired your daughter. Like... (laughs) And it wasn't like she came out and was bashing no. him or ripping him. Like she was running the company and doing a good job. And instead of just saying, all right, you know, my old man started this company. I ran this company. I'm happy to see my daughter now running this company. No, he brought it back <laughs> and fired her. Mm-hmm. And this isn't some sort of like storyline because people always think that with right. wrestling. This is like a drama at a billion dollar company. And her husband is still in charge of the creative for wrestling. Her husband was a very famous wrestler who was still in charge. Now, she did the thing about, I am happy to step down. I really didn't want this thing to begin with. I was just fil- you know, sure. what, what it, right. But she was fired. Just like all of those Democrats were happy to step down before <laughs> Super Tuesday, where they handed it to Joe Biden. Well, she's still towing the company line, too, saying her dad's going to take the lead during an exciting time. Because she doesn't want to get written out of the will. <laughs> He's 77 years old. Well, and you don't know what the resignation what the split agreement was. Like, she could still be on the payroll. She's just not the CEO at this point. Isn't it fascinating that the... the I mean, it, this is a wrestling storyline, but it's real. That's the crazy thing about all this. Right. And to put this in the sports world, right? So people like that follow sports could understand this that don't necessarily watch wrestling. Imagine Jerry Jones of the Cowboys. He is the owner. He's involved in the day-to-day operations. He's a very hands-on owner. 
let's say there's some sexual harassment allegations, some hush money. They kick him out. They say, you can still be the owner, but you're not going to be in this building and you have no say in what happens with the Dallas Cowboys. His kids now run the Dallas Cowboys. A couple months later, Jerry comes back and fires his kids (laughs) and sells the Cowboys to the Saudis. I mean, think about how ridiculous that is when you're not talking about wrestling. Hammer and I were having a text thread on this back and forth last night. Nigel was nowhere to be found. I don't know where (laughs) Nigel was. But uh, uh, we were talking about how actually really sad this is because Vince McMahon's whole life for people, he's a fascinating study. He's he's, he's Walt Disney, right? Mm-hmm. If, if Walt Disney lived now to cartoons, Walt Disney was what this guy was to wrestling. And so many of us, like Hammer and I, have such fond memories that this guy created. But you realize his life, and really, it really is pathetic, has been all about getting even for his really terrible childhood. He he didn't know his father, who was a famous wrestling promoter, until his teen years. His he lived in a trailer. His, not that there's anything wrong with that, but his mother had I, you know multiple men around her. They were all very terrible to her. He witnessed all this stuff, and his whole life was like getting even for that. And he doesn't even really like wrestling. If you read through it, he just used wrestling as a way to be accepted. I'm going to create this gigantic thing, right. so I will finally be accepted because of my really terrible childhood. And now he's passing on all of that to his own daughter. Yeah, it's awful. But the update this morning is that TMZ is Mm -hmm. saying, now hold on, hold on, hold on. Nothing is final yet. Uh, The reports broke last night that Vince was going to sell the company to the Saudis, which is going to be fascinating to see what they do with all the women in the (laughs) WWE. Oh, boy. And one of the major stars is of Serbian descent. So I'm sure that's going to be interesting. There's a couple very popular Jewish wrestlers. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering how they're going to feel about this sale. But TMZ says, hold on, nothing's up yet. Yeah. What's coming coming up this afternoon? Man, we got a lot going on. Tommy Lahren will join us. Casey Daniels Mm -hmm. will join us. Tony Kennett will join us. And the biggest stories of the day. Thank you, Hammer. You're listening to Kennel and Casey on 93 WIBC.